celebrity documentaries. You can barely open Netflix at the moment without another doco promising a behind-the-scenes look at some megastar's amazing life, and you ain't no one in the celebrity scene until you've had your own four-part series. I mean, it was David Beckham a few weeks back. Now... It's Robbie Williams, who is the man of the moment. And actually, it comes as he lit up the stage at the Mission concert in Hawke's Bay this weekend, which, according to reviews, went down a whole lot better than the actual Netflix doco itself, which critics reckon maybe isn't spicy enough. Now, Robbie himself doesn't seem to mind, though. He posted on Insta that he's had a big blub in New Zealand. I think he means a big cry, waking up to dozens of messages from old friends getting in touch after seeing the doco. So, kia ora, Robbie. You feel those feelings. And you know what? I actually saw saw Robbie last time he was here back in whoa, 2015, eight years ago, my God. Now my friends, they, they gave me a hard time for my boomer taste in music, but it was awesome, and as Robbie would say, no regrets. So, in the spirit of Robbie, let me entertain you. Kia ora, this is Newsable. I'm your rock DJ Jess, and that is the last Robbie Williams pun, and this is what's worth talking about. Is it better for the environment to buy your Christmas presents online or from a shop? This is a big topic we'll be giving you plenty to think about this shopping season. Hollywood is back to work this week after months of strike action, but we look at why it's come too late to save next year's movie releases. A new survey outlines what Kiwis think about animal testing for science and the benefits of walking backwards. Just how much retro walking do you need to do for a strong body and brain? All that coming up here in a moment on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. It's a big question with a complicated answer. With Christmas shopping now upon us, is it better for the environment to shop online or go to an actual physical store? Researchers in the US say traditional in-store shopping generates twice the environmental impact as going online. But in Australia, researchers say it's not that simple. Calling express deliveries and even things like online returns the dark side of online shopping. Now, this is the biggest time of year for our retail sector, one they look forward to all year. So Retail NZ CEO Carolyn Young is with us now to take the temperature. Kia ora, Carolyn. Thanks so much for joining us. Kia ora. Thank you for having me. What do we know about how the environmental factors drive consumer behaviour at Christmas? Do you think it does it all? More and more consumers that are interested in what the environment is and what are we doing to the environment and how are we protecting it as a starting point for their thinking about sustainability. You know, does it add to the environment or is it rather than be detrimental to it? Are we buying New Zealand made from New Zealand shops? That's becoming a really important thing for consumers as well because supporting the local economy is going to be important to help all of us so that um, we have a thriving economy. Because those things happen in general, they're just heightened at Christmas time when everybody's out there looking at at making big purchases. What would you like shoppers to think about uh, when it comes to uh, making smart environmental decisions around purchasing during the Christmas season? I think really thinking for themselves about what can I do to make um, New Zealand more sustainable and what are the steps that I can make And is that about taking the bus to the store rather than taking my car? Is it about walking? Is it about biking? Is it about the types of goods that I um, consume or how I can influence friends and whanau about, you know, what it is that they're doing? So I think thinking about all of those things and having a starting point, because it's so complicated, I think you've got to start somewhere. And I think finding that 
that one piece that you're going to start with is going to be really important. And then once you're on the journey, learning more and more about it and understanding what everything means so that you can make informed decisions. Right, take it take it bite-sized to start with and then you can kind of add more as you go along. Absolutely. And we are heading into the busier season for retailers. I can't believe it. It is, you know, very close to six weeks or so to Christmas now. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I know, scary stuff. What is your take on consumer sentiment at the moment? We've obviously just had an election. We know we're in a cost of living crisis. What is that going to mean for people at the shops this year? Yeah, well, what we know is that the last quarter has been really difficult. So um, the last quarter, 61% of retailers told us that they hadn't met their sales targets. So uh, retailers are hanging out for this quarter. They're really hoping that the things like the Labor Day sales, the single sales, the Black Friday sales, and the you know the boost into Christmas will actually give them that boost that they're looking for in terms of their turnover. A lot of retailers I'm talking to have said to us that they are you know they're just right on the edge, and if they don't have a good sales season going into um, Christmas, that they may not make it through into next year. So it's really at a knife edge. We know that. Uh, we're in a cost of living crisis. We know that inflation is high. We know that there's wage pressures. The freight's increased. Prices have increased generally. And that's putting pressure both on consumers and on retailers. So from a consumer perspective, their dollar's not going as far. They have less disposable income. And so when they're thinking about discretionary spending, they're curbing that a little bit. And so that's a real challenge for retailers who are reliant on consumers to come in and you know make those purchases. Yeah, it sounds pretty make or break. I mean, what can we compare this to? Are we looking like a 2008 type situation when it was like this bad? You know, it could well be. Westpac had released their um, forecast last week or 10 days ago, and, and they're basically saying that we're teetering on the bridge of a recession, that next year's going to be really difficult again. It just depends where things land. It's going to be some time before the interest rates start being cut, which obviously for people that are homeowners or if you've you've got a loan or anything like that or using credit cards, that's all going to have an impact on you. So um, it's really verging on, on the cusp as to where we land, but it is a, certainly a very difficult time out there. Carolyn Young, CEO of Retail New Zealand. Thank you for your time and uh, shedding your light on this. Thank you very much. Kakizeno. Okay, so now you've had a listen to that, what do you reckon? Carolyn Young there saying that things are on a knife edge for many retailers after a rough couple of months as consumers, she means us, battle with the rising cost of living. So this is a bit more serious than usual, but we're going to put a poll up on the gram. Will you be spending as much this Christmas as previous years? Head over to Insta. We're on Newsable NZ to have your say. Hollywood is officially back to work this week. The Union for Actors has reached a tentative agreement with Hollywood Studios, which comes hot on the heel of the widespread writers' strike being resolved last month. The double breakthrough means Hollywood can ramp up to full production for the first time since May. James Crute is Stuff's resident reviewer, and he's here to tell us what this all means for what we're going to be watching. Kia ora, James. Thanks for coming on. No worries. No worries. What does the deal that they have agreed on mean for actors? One of the main things was that people weren't being paid other than an upfront salary if a show did well on something like Netflix. So all these performers who got paid ridiculously small amount of money, for a, often for a show that was on something else, but then if it took off, say, for example, Suits, which right. has become this massive hit on Netflix in the US, nobody was getting any more money for it as a result of it. Um, there now has to be hair and makeup services available for people with diverse hairstyles. So I guess in particular... Wow. African-American and and other actors, whereas before they were just able to fob off, oh, no, we don't have that. So there was a kind of disparity. And, and in terms of the protections of AI, they now have to get an actor to agree that their 
their face might be used for other things and they have to pay them on each occasion. See, there was a a threat. One of the things that was talked about was that Marvel was scanning all these extras and were paying them like $150 and they could use their face on anyone and anything at any time on any of their shows. Jeepers. Yeah. What does it all mean for our favourite, you know, blockbuster TV shows and movies? Are they all going to be back to back to back for the next however long to get over this five-month stoppage? Uh, look, looking at the forward schedule, I think moviegoers have to be prepared that next year is going to be pretty dire. <laughs> it's going to be grim. I mean, as much, obviously, as they wanted to push this through as quickly as possible, there is only going to be one Marvel movie next year, and that's going to be Deadpool 3. So, arguably, there's going to be no Marvel movies for family audiences at all. Mm. There's going to be a lot of animated movies. <laughs> so if you're into Pixar and you're into DreamWorks, 2024 is the year for you. Um, in terms of television, yes, there were a lot of shows that were kind of struck down mid-production. So Stranger Things, for example, will be back up and running in a couple of weeks. So what that means in terms of delays, it's hard to know. That's true. So what about the award shows, and the Oscars, the Emmys, they're all going to go ahead now? Yeah, it does look like that. And I don't know, this year's Oscars could be really interesting because there's a lot of movies that came out without a lot of fanfare yeah. that we haven't seen yet either, but they're going to be the big runner. Things like Ferrari with uh, Adam Driver and Poor Things with Emma Stone that we've got to look forward to in the next couple of months. So if you're an art house movie fan, it's a great time. If you're a blockbuster movie fan, next 12 months might be a bit tricky. James Crute, Stuff's reviewer-in-chief, thank you so much for your insight on this. And hey, we can look forward to movies in maybe 2025. <laughs> Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and, of course, everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcasts. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> In a minute, we're going to chat about why you should be walking backwards into Monday. Yes, literally walking backwards. And to make sure you never miss a totally doable health hack like that one, make sure you chuck us a like and a follow on your favourite podcast platform. Then all these handy hints will just drop instantly into your podcast feed. We're going to talk now about animal testing. A new survey has found Kiwis have really strong feelings about the use of animals in scientific research. In fact, 94% of us care about the issue. But overall, we're pretty ill-informed about how exactly it works. For instance, only 30% of us know that animal testing for cosmetics is already banned at Aotearoa. To talk more about this research and why it matters, we're joined by Dr Jim Webster, an expert in animal ethics for ag-research. Kelda Jim, thanks for coming on the show. Hi. Now, these are pretty important issues for researchers like yourself. So how do we make sure that when animals are used in science, it's done in an ethical way? 
It's a good question, and I think it's really important because research is something that involves society, and it should do. So we have to do it in a responsible way. And surveys like this give us an important snapshot into how society feels about it. Mm. Not surprisingly, a lot of people care about it. It, it. it is a bit of a pity that people don't feel informed about it. The information, a lot of the information is there. The use is prescribed in law, so you can go and look it up. But you wouldn't expect the average person to go searching around acts of uh, parliament. So I think it's up to the organisations to be more forefront about how and why we use animals. So that's what a recent openness agreement is is about. So for you guys at AgResearch, what do you use animals in testing for? The whole area of animal use is called research, testing and teaching. Mm -hmm. So that covers all those uses. And by far the biggest use is, is research. And it's primarily aimed to support the pastoral sector, finding ways to farm them more um, efficiently so it's better for the animals, better for farmers. Yeah, I guess because when people might imagine animal research, they imagine mice kind of running around in a hamster wheel being injected with different things. But for you guys, I guess you're trying to figure out the best way to, to do different things. And that does that mean kind of trialling different scenarios with different animals in different conditions? Is that, yeah, is that yeah, kind of absolutely. The area that I was involved in was um, animal welfare. So we, we were trying to understand how animals feel about the situations that they're in. It was interesting to read in the survey that people are more comfortable with the use of rodents than, than other animals. Mm. Although I must, <laughs> I must say that a lot of um, the farm animals that we do research in would not know that they're in a research study. Yeah, I can imagine the cow doesn't realise what's happening to them. Um, so I think Ag Research's policy is that research on animals is only done when there are no alternatives. So what does alternatives look like if you can't use the animals themselves? Oh, and I think this is, this is vital. And um, what we're saying is that... Um, if there is an alternative to using an animal, um, might be called in vitro, so it's using a non-animal um, model for that particular research answer, we will use that instead of using an animal. Well, let's talk about the, this idea of the animal is sentient, because that's kind of accepted in science, that animals are capable of feelings. But how, as a scientist, can you measure whether they're happy, whether they're happy or not in the situation that they're in? Behaviour is a, is a great one, because mm. um, that amalgamates a whole lot of inputs that it's feeling in relation to, you know, is, is it comfortable? What is it experiencing? Is it fearful? Excellent stuff. Jim Webster, uh, who is involved in animal ethics for AgriSearch, thank you so much for coming on Usable today. Great. Thank you. Now, I'm with you if the idea of walking backwards just sounds bizarre and downright dangerous. But according to research, walking backwards can have surprising benefits for your health and your brain. Retro walking is what it's called in academic circles, and it's often used in physiotherapy to relieve back pain, knee problems and arthritis. And even some studies suggest that walking backwards can have a positive effect on your memory, your reaction time and your problem solving skills. But just how much backwards walking do you need to do to reap the benefits? That is the tricky bit. Scientists reckon 10 to 15 minutes a day for four weeks. 10 to 15 minutes of walking backwards a day for four weeks. Look, sometimes I'm lucky to walk 10 to 15 minutes in the right direction, let alone backwards. And where exactly are you supposed to walk backwards? Your neighbours are going to think you have lost the absolute plot if they catch you doing a loop around the block backwards. 
Uh, however, if you are after increased hamstring flexibility and a reduction in lower back pain, I don't want to stand in your way by being a negative Nelly. Though there is good news if it all sounds a bit much, but you're interested in the cognitive benefits and bettering your brain. Because another survey strongly concluded that as well as walking backwards, watching a video of a backwards train journey and even just imagining yourself moving backwards was enough to help improve participants' ability to recall information. So if you're ever needing to memorise something, maybe do it in reverse. With that, I am going to slowly reverse out of today's episode because that is newsable for your Monday. I'm Jess McCarthy, Kakitia Popo. We'll catch you tomorrow. If you liked listening to this pod, help us make more like this. Visit stuff.co.nz slash support. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, the Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts.